If you guys get a chance, Google Blondie Heart of Glass music video. It's weird. It's so sexy. I love chick rock, though. It's Rump Chat with Hambone hey. and Blondie. Here we are again. And uh, in between recordings, something happened. I wasn't going to tell. This is unbelievable, folks. This uh, is this is uh, proof that karma is real. Karma is so real because... And it's a fickle bitch. I have been making fun of Hunter Cure, uh, Team Rump chat for the NFR. <laughs> I've been making fun of Hunter Cure mercilessly for having a ringworm and how much of a pussy he is for having ringworm. Not long ago, on my foot, I found out I have ringworm. (laughs) It's true. We will take a picture. We'll post it. I don't know how I got... It's in remission. It's about gone. Well, yeah. And and here you are. Gus is two weeks old today. And here you are infesting our home with ringworm. If my son gets ringworm, I'm driving to Ponca City. I haven't... I'm going to let the air out of all your tires. I haven't touched... uh, I haven't touched Gus. And if, if you if Gus gets ringworm, I'm driving to Ponca City and I'm ruining your new comfort. I know, <laughs> I know how I got ringworm by myself. I know, God, <laughs> I know how I got ringworm on my foot. This year uh, at Pialop, me and you went out to eat with Hunter Cure and a couple other guys. Yeah. At that time when we ate before we left, I shaked Hunter's hand. Oh, that's it. Later right. well, that you night. Know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, keep going. Later that night, I must have touched my foot, and now I got ringworm on my foot. Well, we're going to find out right now. Um, Let's do this. Well, this is the first ever. We've always been against, like, well, we're not going to do phone interviews and all this stuff like that, but you know what? In in this time of need, we're going to do, we got some special people, so let's just try. Who are you calling? Please enjoy this. Are you calling Hunter? I'm calling Hunter. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What? Who has a ringback tone anymore? Oh my! Post Malone. <laughs> this is uh, Hunter Cure's. Gonna... This is Hunter Cure's ringback. So this is what they do in the Panhandle. Hey y'all, this is Hunter Cure. If you love, leave your name and number, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. Record when it. you okay. finish recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi, Hunter. This is uh, Jim Davis, uh, part of the National Man Association. Uh, we heard your ringback tone, and it sounds like something that put... Oh, God, he's calling back. <laughs> Delete that. Okay, just answer and act like nothing happened. Welcome to Rump Chat. Well, thank you for having me on. Hey, it's, uh, we like it's nice to com- it's it's <laughs> nice to uh, talk to the people that confront you all the time face to face for once. Well, we're gonna confront you on your 
douchey ringback tone. Why do you have that for a ringback tone? <laughs> oh, post Malone, huh? Yeah. You gotta you gotta make it fresh every once in a while. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I can change it up. Did you did you put that on a purpose or did you lose a bet and like the bet was like you have to have a douchey ringback tone if you lose? Hunter? Oh <laughs> he's he's gonna whoop your ass. Hunter? Oh, 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 hold on. You're, you're going, <laughs> you must be in the panhandle because we're getting crappy service. This, we have derailed. This isn't working. I think oh, it's. Yeah. You're going to have to get on top okay. of a hill and stop, bro. Okay, call us back. Man. All right, call us back. Call you. <laughs> Is there any way we could go back and delete that voicemail? <laughs> No. Oh man, he was serious. He liked that ringback tone. Yeah. I didn't know people still bought ringback tones. <laughs> that was like or that one. Remember the the, the 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 classical music. Oh yeah. There's a couple people that still have that. But you remember when you could buy ringtones or mm. ringback tones? Like when someone would call, you could have it specialized that so my humps would play, or like yeah. Or it's like, hey, check out this new ringtone, and the phone rings. It's ACDC back in black or yep. something like that. I, the only one I ever had was this gal that, uh, and my wife can hear us in the background, but she it wasn't her. It was this other chick, and I, um, oh, God, who was even the band? Dirty Little Secret. Yeah. Yeah, my Dirty Little Secret. All American Rejects. That's it. Yeah, so she was my Dirty Little Secret. And uh, the, sorry. I no longer have a dirty little secret because the cat's out of the bag that I have ringworm on my foot. Yeah, well, we got to break the news to Hunter. Yeah. When Hunter Damn gets it. some service, we're going to tell Hunter Cure, Team Rump Chat for the NFR. You know, we officially endorsed him. and uh, For nothing. But you know what? Though I have ringworm on my foot, I have not missed or turned out of a single rodeo. I have fought through the pain. Can you give me some background music? Something like, oh. like I want to tell about my ringworm story. Oh, so okay? you, you want to like, you, okay. You want to dramatize this? Yeah. Because oh. I mean, this is a real thing that I've dealt with. Okay. Oh, I guess we could. Uh, yeah. Have you ever had ringworm on your foot? No, I have had ringworm though. Where? When I found out a jock itch that I had, bad. Lama cell. When I found out I had ringworm on my foot, the first thing I wanted to do was not tell Hambone or Hunter Cure. <laughs> I did what any married man does when you're in your late 30s. You Google it. You find out what it takes to get rid of ringworm. Get you shot LA 200 on your foot. Then you call your wife into the room and ask her to look at it and say, Babe, do you think this is ringworm? When you find out it is, you go to Walgreens or Walmart. You buy the medicine. You bring it home. You put it on. You put on your sock, hoping, hoping that your dipshit friends don't find out that Hunter Cure, a handshake from a friend at a rodeo, led you to having ringworm on the side of your right foot. And justice for all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to end that. <laughs> Oh, I've had two hate two gross things: ringworm on my foot, and then years ago in Hambone's camper, I slept in you his. Camp- did not get it from my camper. Can you please? Can okay. you? Can I tell the story? 
Go or ahead, but I get, interrupting? I get to rebute, and I can mute you whenever I want. The se- the, of the two things, besides Hunter Cure giving me ringworm, of course, in the year of 2014, the place, Pretty Prairie, Kansas, largest night rodeo. <laughs> I stayed in Hambone's camper, and uh, that night, I went to bed with two good eyes. I felt good. I was spry. Life was going the right direction. I woke up that Sunday morning on his couch with both eyes stuck shut. <laughs> you lie. They were stuck shut. I got pink eye from Ham Bones Camper. And that is a medical fact. Okay. First off. Did I not get pink eye? Did I not have pink eye when I, I woke didn't up? know when in the middle of the night when you were passed out, me farting in your face would give you pink eye. I did not know that at that time. So I'm sorry. I, I, I will admit I stuck my, I, I put my, yeah. Is that real though? Is, it is. is farting on a pillow really give you pink eye? No, I didn't fart on your pillow. I farted on your face. You, you were drunk. No, I wasn't. You made Jacob Welker go to the beer store three times that day. No, I yes, didn't. Yes, you did. Anywho, we'll ask Jacob. The, the, but let's not let's not de- let's not derail the story. No, the point is, the story you is, hadn't showered in three days, oh, but yet it's horse my crap. fault. I I did shower. I okay. Sho- all right, all right. Everybody out there, when it was who a, knows it was me a, and who knows Rump, my camper always clean. You not even okay. close. Okay, without without you changing the story, I want you to answer these questions in yes and no. Okay, pretty simple. Hambone, did I, Justin Rumford, get pink eye in your trailer? No. <laughs> you didn't. You would okay, have had okay, pink hold eye. On, hold that on. virus would have been in my, there. Er, that virus would have been in there up. long before you got in my camper. Did I go to sleep in your camper on a Saturday night and wake up Sunday morning with pink eye? Yes or no? You already had pink eye before you got in my trailer. I, I did not have pink eye. when I. Got- oh, I'm sorry. My drunk friend who shouldn't drove home and I made him sleep on my couch. Would you rather have pink eye or would you rather have a DUI? Your choice. I'd, Choose right now. I'd, Choose right now. <laughs> Choose right now. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> having had both. It's my <laughs> Pink eye. You have that queued up so fast. Well, I'm that good. You ought to know this. Let's. I'm joking. Be let's, humble. Let's let's move on past. Right. Uh, you room. know what? I've got an idea. What? Let's. Who cares? It's rum chat. We can do whatever we yeah. want to. Um, do you want to just call random people? Yeah. I've got an idea. What? Lon, the Don Landley. Let's call Lon Danley. All right. Hold on. Stand by. Dial this up here. I now have. If you don't know who Don Lanley is, picture Woody off Toy Story, but a live person. And and he talks like this all the time, man. I'm just here, Kenny. Get over there, Kenny. Get me one of them bears. Tularosa, New Mexico. Don was well, it's, it's Lon Danley, but do you think he'll answer? We're Facetime audio in it. See if this is better quality. Hey, what? Hello. Lon, it's Hambone and Rump. Hey, Lon. What are y'all doing? You're on Rump Chat right now. Oh, shit. (laughs) 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 
Is that Beans barking in the background? Damn it, no. Beansy. <laughs> no, that's old Gus. Hey, old Gus, he, that's a good name fucking... right there. You know Hambone's yeah, baby's name, Gus. That. Heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, the only difference in my Gus and your Gus is my Gus invites people. Oh. <laughs> well, to be... <laughs> Try and watch the F-bombs. We can say shit and damn, but we try to watch the old F-bomb. Okay. We're not recording right now, are we? Yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> oh, Lordy. You got to warn a fella. Send him a text or something. Lon, that's the point. Lon, what are you doing right now? Man, I was just got done feeding and was roping the dummy for a minute and just hanging out. Glad to be at home. All right. Not doing well, that's, well, we're, we're, uh, we just, you know, we're doing random phone calls of people and, uh, so you're, uh, one of the first we've called, actually the second we've called and, uh, we, we just want to, you know, talk to, talk to, we want the world to know more about Don Landley, which is real name. Okay. Is Don well, Landley, I, but we, I have a question first. Who was the first person you called? It was Hunter Cure because oh, we okay. had to tell well, him have, because we I had ain't to, got much to follow up there do i no his phone cut out actually yeah his he, oh. he had <laughs> shitty service so we had to break the news to to him that uh we haven't told him yet but rump actually has ringworm like he did honest i got ringworm on my foot you need to quit petting the barn cats rump <laughs> <laughs> what what are you talking about petting the barn cats well that's how you get ringworms from cats you dipstick everybody knows that really yeah, is that a is that a medical fact? That is a medical fact. You're from Oklahoma, you ought to know. You probably grew up with ringworms all your life. <laughs> I've never had it. <laughs> so Okies, what? Why, Okies why, what? <laughs> Hold so on a second here, Lon. Right Let's back this up. Why would living in Oklahoma increase my chances of ringworm? Well, I mean, it increased your chances of petting the barn cats anyway. So, well, Lon, when I was a, when I was a young man, petting the old barn cat meant something different. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Even, but here's the deal, Lon. I don't have a barn or a cat, but I did, however. So that's I, even worse because that means you were petting somebody else's barn cat. Okay. Lon, this is not this is not lawn chat. This is room chat. No, keep going, Lon. <laughs> so what I'm saying oh, is this: man. when I shook Hunter's hand at Pialup after we had supper, I must have touched my foot at the Fairfield Inn that night. <laughs> wow, and, that's. <clears throat> and I, we can't say the f bomb, so I'm just I'm not even going to comment on the rest of that story. <laughs> what? It's the truth. Um, okay, I believe you. You know, so damn it, Gus. Is your uh, is your dog barking at a barn cat? No, no, he's he's barking at other dogs. Uh, I, uh, so, you know, we've known Lon for quite a while now, yeah. and Lon, great bull rider, won the uh, just won the turquoise circuit uh, like thirteen thousand times. I um, got my ass kicked there this year. You did? Oh man! By who? Joseph McConnell. Oh, good for old Joseph. If anybody can kick your ass, I'd rather have it be Joseph. I like that guy. Yeah. You know, I wasn't too sad about it. I didn't have too bad of a circuit finals, but it was the worst one I've ever had. Well, that's all right. Is it time you hey. break out the woolly shaps again, Lon? You know, my sister is going to be Miss Rodeo New Mexico next year. Well, congratulations. Oh, cool. And uh, anyway, she wears the woolies now way more than I do, carrying flags and whatnot. That's good. I used to have a full set of shaps made out of barn cat hide. <laughs> yeah. But I bet you got ringworm from them, too. 
I must have. That's where it may have come from. You know, Gizmo has a whole suit made out of Siamese kitties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he really? Yep. You know, they died by natural death. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he didn't see. Got run over by a pickup. He didn't see when he backed over him. Oh God! Yeah. But I'm That's even. That's. Uh, it's funnier when Gizmo says it. Yeah, anyway, because the way you Lon, said it wasn't funny up. at all. Lon, let's tell some stories. What I, you know, your years of, uh, and you're young. Lon is how old are you, Lon? What, 25, 24? Yes, sir. Just turned twenty-five. Twenty-five, uh, going on sixty-eight. Um, <laughs> Lon wears thirteen MWZs because he's one of the few people in the world that can actually fit in thirteen MWZs. Um. And uh, Lon is a great storyteller, and I would like to, you know, just just go, just tell some stories. Now, again, <laughs> we're not uh, complete misfits, so we do have to watch some of it, you know. So yeah, uh, you know, I uh, I said something about this to Kendra the other day. I was like, man, if I'm ever on that show, I'm gonna have to pick and choose because. My mother might hear one of them, and then I don't know that I'll be welcome back at the house after that. But, <laughs> and she's a nice uh, lady. Uh, I think we could tell a couple of them that are, I'm not going to say they're G-rated or nothing like that. That's but, fine. Uh, they're probably clean enough. We can tell them anyway. We're PG-22. Yeah. <laughs> not off. <laughs> yeah. We're off color, but not off-putting. That's the best Yeah, quote. there you go. That's us. So uh, what's up? Tell us one. some t-shirts made. All right. Well, so I thought about this, honestly. Yep. Kind of almost choreographed it, but not really. There's one story that I got to tell. That's one of my favorite stories to tell when we're sitting around, you know, drinking beer and telling mm-hmm. loud, nasty jokes and stuff. And Spitting anyway, in between about, our feet. And- yeah, like cowboys do, you know. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, Matt Birch, good friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people know Matt Birch. A lot of people have Matt Birch stories. But uh, I think this one right here is a pretty good one. Uh, I was rodeoing with Dallin Duncan, and uh, we went to Rapid City. And... We went to a performance, and then the Extreme Bulls, and then we had about four days between I remember the, this. the Extreme Bulls that we were out in, and then the, the Champions Challenge was the next week. And so anyway, Matt, hey, we get all drunk over there at the Holiday Inn, and Matt's like, hey, you guys just come to my house tomorrow. You guys hang out all weekend. Uh, we are like, hell yeah, that sounds like, sounds like fun. So anyway, next morning we get up, and it's me, Dallin, uh, Ty Smith, Ty Wallace, and Trevor Kastner. Uh, pretty good crew. That's yeah, a, that's a great that's crew. A, do, you, do you remember <laughs> you guys came over to the uh, the Boston, whatever, that, that uh, sports bar across my hotel? Remember that yeah, day that we drank was, there? That was when you came was back, the, wasn't it? That was the day we came back, and we'd all swore we were never going to drink again on the way back. <laughs> and then you guys too. drank with beer with me all day. Yeah. All right. Go, all day long. Pick up with your story. Well, Sorry, bud. Anyway, so we get to – we stop in uh, – in uh, Moorcroft at Dewey's there and just freaking get hammered. Just stayed in there all day, and most of the night. And Anyway, the next day we buck a bunch of bulls, and, and then uh, uh, we just kept partying right on through it all, you know. And then about day three, they're getting ready to gather some horses for a big ranch rodeo they had there in Rapid City at the same time. And we're driving around on the buggy, and uh, we're – me and Ty Smith are sitting back there passing a bottle of Fireball back and forth, and Ooh. everybody else is drinking. You know, just being cool, you know. Sure. And, uh, and uh, anyway, Matt, he'd point out a horse, and he'd be like, "That son of a gun right there, boy! You need an extra roll of tape when you put your rigging on that one. He's a, uh, you know, he's he's a bad cat." And then he'd tell you his whole pedigree, how he was bred, and <clears throat> this and that. 
Well, this goes on for hours. Oh, that horse right there, <laughs> by God. I can see that. And, uh, I mean, but majority of the day. Yeah, and you're not going to so tell then, uh, you're not going to tell Matt Birch to be quiet because he might slap you with his hand that's the size of a frying pan and knock you out. <laughs> yeah, that's no joke. <laughs> Anyhow, so then he's like, "You boys want to go look at my bulls?" And we're like, "You know, all bull riders." We're like, "Hell yeah, let's go look at your bulls." Well, we drive through this little pasture of little young bulls, and and uh, he's like, "That's that's old that's that old zombie two right there," and then you know this freaking page cow and yada yada. Just on and on about these bulls and how they're bred, and you know, and that's a bucking Jose, and yada yada. You know, we're not like completely sick of it, but gosh dang, you know, enough's like, enough. <laughs> and so anyway, we get back to the corral, and uh, some of them hands were bringing some horses in, and we're sitting there, sitting in a gate waiting for those horses to come in, and this cat, this old barn cat, <laughs> trots across the driveway, and uh, he points at that one, and he goes. That cat right there, boys, is one of the best crosses I have on this ranch. <laughs> and we're like, what? And he says, he says that cat, he's out of my good barn, my good stud cattle, Garfield, and out of the best mama cat over there. Goes back three generations right here on this ranch. That's a good cat. <laughs> like, wow, okay. Well, anyway, here comes another one. You know, that one's out of Garfield and, and out of a daughter to, you know, the good mama cat and yada, yada. And anyway, then one little little orange cat comes trotting up there next to the buggy. And he opens the door and reaches out and picks it up and goes to petting it. And I don't remember this one's pedigree because I was laughing so hard that I forgot. But anyway, he says, this is a real good cat right here. I mean, as far as just old ranch kitties go, this is a good one. And he goes, look, his asshole don't even stink. Picks his tail up and goes, you know, and smells his ass. And we were like, oh, shit. All right. And uh, anyway, he goes, there you go, little kitty. He sets her down, and she just puts one leg up over the top of her head and goes to licking herself, you know. And uh, he looks down at her, and he goes, yeah, I wish I could do that. And it's all quiet and kind of <laughs> awkward, you know, and we're all thinking, you know, that'd be cool if we could do that too. And he goes, but she'd probably scratch me. <laughs> 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 and, I mean, just icing on the cake right there. <laughs> Uh, obviously, he's never had ringworm, Matt Birch. I guess not. Oh gosh! Uh, you know what? We gotta call Matt. We uh, should call Matt because Matt's got some. Like, I mean, this might he's... be Matt might be a show of his own. <laughs> I don't know that he'd even remember that one because no, was no, he's got another a couple stories that he could tell on the show. Uh, you know, clean ones. You know, he just is going to have to clean up in the way he tells it. <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, uh, we the fun time we had um, after Cave Creek, Arizona one year. Rump and I headed across going to Vegas because we had Logandale the next week. So it's oh, Saturday yeah. night, and we're rolling across there. We stopped to get fuel in that long stretch between... Um, Wick. Yeah, Wickenburg, no, yeah, Wickenburg and Kingman. Yeah, and we we had to stop and get fuel. That was some anyway, middle of nowhere, and we're there fueling up, and all of a sudden, here comes the uh, the old Don Gay wagon. No, it was in the gray Dodge with the Capri on it. Oh, that's right. Okay, here comes Lon Danley and <laughs> Dallin Duncan, and Lon's driving and he's honking horn, whipping around there, and Dallin looks like death is oh. overcoming because he was sicker. He had shit. food poisoning. So we 
we end up carpooling. We were, or, you know, rolling on. We go to Vegas. Lawn stays up for about 36 hours because we had a day or so in between there and <clears throat> the first perf of uh, Logandale just north of Vegas. So one night, Rump and I, we went and did some stuff, and we come back, and we see Lawn. He had like $6,000 in chips. Yeah. Lawn had been whooping some ass on the table. Well, then we go, we, we see him a little later, and that stack had gone down considerably. It was still quite a bit. But it was still quite a bit. So, but Lawn is getting to the point of, and you know, after drinking for said hours. 78 in, hours in, straight. Uh, <laughs> Is getting to the point where the pit bosses are going to ask Lon to leave no, the they're premises. They're going to invite him not to come back. They are going to help him out of the door. <laughs> so we get Lon up. All well, right, they but... were t- they were telling me I needed to go to bed, and I told them it wasn't any of their damn business whether I needed to go to bed or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, well, I'm, yeah, well, I'm uh, yeah. Red blooded American, I, I could do whatever I want, you know, except I in their casino. <laughs> so. Yeah, because. <laughs> yeah. So we decided we are going to take Lon to bed. So Rump and I grab Lon. I care. Yeah. Well, we, we don't want our little buddy getting thrown yeah. out and go to jail. So we take him up. We grab his chips. We we grab Lon. We carry him up to uh, to I, the up, I stopped and got him a 12-pack of beer at the gift shop. No, you got us a 12-pack of beer with Lon's money. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember that part. D- and then we put Lon to bed, which Dallin is still curled up in a, like a cocoon. Well, he's still he, sick. He didn't, Lon didn't want to go to bed. So remember, we were talking about which one of us was going to choke him until he passed out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, once out of, he hit what, Lon out of love, yeah, out of love and concern. So, but once you hit the pillow, you're pretty much done. And I was ready to choke him out. I took my shirt off. I was ready to fight, but he had all those chips in his pocket. So, um, for saving Lon from getting thrown out of the casino. Our crummy friend Rump decides that Lon owes him a hundred dollars, to which he took a hundred dollar chip from Lon. Well, truthfully, when Lon passed out, he took his pants off, and all the chips were in one pocket. And I may or may not have took more than a hundred. Well, yeah, I we just declined, Hunter. I, <laughs> I thought it was more like a thousand, but I'm it wasn't. Sure. I would I would have stopped that. But, you know, but Lon, we don't need to put numbers on friendship. No, we sure don't. Can you? Well, a, but I took a, at least a hundred dollars. But then he kept going, and the next day he's at Logan Logandale, and uh, he looks up and I hear this handbone, handbone. I look down his lawn. You know, bulls are loaded. He's got the woolies on. He goes, "I'm about to beat this some bitch down." He had on a <laughs> Mardi Gras beads and a lay like a Hawaiian. And um, we get to the bull riding, and lawns up and. And granted, this bull bucked, so yeah. it wasn't like he fell off. But Lon barely made the end of the gate, <laughs> and so <laughs> and well, it was it. That was the funny. Oh God! And if it makes you feel any better, Lon, stupid Hambone told me that I could double that hundred I stole from you by playing a game of craps. And he's like, "Oh yeah, it wasn't you'll craps, win." It was roulette. Whatever. We put it on black. He puts it down, and I lose that hundred within like. 19 it, first minutes off of it was quit saying i lose because it wasn't yours to begin with well, well I, you know it was long so lawn lost well, actually lawn actually lawn lost roulette well i've paid him back in pizza rolls and fun times so. <laughs> yeah hot pockets I, you know, that's cold what I beers say. Like, i wish you guys had kept all that money and never even gave it back to me because 
you know, all the rodeo hot pockets and pizza rolls and okay. beers of everything uh, I've consumed so, that has belonged to y'all. And for all our listeners out there, camp raiders, don't worry about of, it. All of our listeners out there. So what we know now is this: next time we see Lawn at a casino with thousands of dollars, he gives us the okay to choke him out and take all his money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah to pay go. for hot pockets. Well, Lon, Lon, it's we, been a blast. We could go. We could go on. Colin and uh, we could go on forever with Lon Danley. We appreciate the barn cats. Uh, <laughs> Lon Danley like, is one of the you. If you get a chance to just sit around and drink beer with Lon and listen to his stories. Ones that he can tell full on and when you're not, not on a when you're not internet on, yeah. podcast. But granted, people click our faces. Yeah. But we still got to have <laughs> some sort of class. Yep. We try to at least. <laughs> right. Yeah. Your mother might be listening. Yeah. She does listen. Because my, uh, my mother's heard that story numerous times. Well, she thinks it's pretty funny. Your mom's but, a saint. Well, God bless uh, you, Lon. Yeah. All right. Well, y- y'all take care. Call me back. All right, bud. All right. See you, Lon. See you, Don. Bye. That's Don Lanley. Don Lanley. And Hunter called. Hunter called. We're going to, we'll get back to him. Um, I, you know, I have got to go to the bathroom and I need another gold buckle gold beer. Gold buckle By the beer way. time. Make your next buckle filled with beer <laughs> from Gold Buckle. Gold buckle beer time, everybody. All right. We'll be right back. Peace. So we're doing random phone calls. So we we have got to uh, we have got to uh, call Hunter back. Call Hunter back, and uh, let's I, see. I hope he has service this time. I know, idiot. I'm gonna beat him up when I see him. Yeah, we should both beat him we up just to let him know. Right, here we go. Let's check out this great. Oh, here we go. Here's Post Malone. While your party is reached. Oh, sorry, we were jamming out to this awesome Post Malone song. 
Damn right. So what are you doing, by the way? Uh, driving home from the Canadian finals. So. Oh, we did it. Not about him with the Canadian yeah. finals. Damn it. We should. Could we? Could he wear a patch up there? He could have. I mean, he's registered. So. Well, is it? Do we have to register through the Canadian? Did, because hey, that is the the. It's the PRCA is not. I know. It's the Canadian not, Association. Is the Hunter? How come you didn't tell us you, you were going to the, the international broadcast right now? <laughs> Everybody, welcome for the first time ever on the show, Hunter Cure. Hey, everybody, the uh, yeah, y'all are making this official, but I'm fixing to have to hang up on you because I got some shit to do here. Okay, real yeah. quick, real, real quick, quick, real to, quick. Um, <laughs> I want you to know, Rump has something to he he has to tell you something, and this is and no it's, joke. It's very hard for him to say. Okay, go ahead, Johnson. I, I want to apologize for being rude to you, Hunter, about your ringworm because uh-huh. I have ringworm on my right foot now. <laughs> it's a true story i've seen it <laughs> and i don't know if it's because remember when we went out to dinner in pialop and when we left i shook your hand mm-hmm. i don't know if when i shook your hand if i touched my foot later that night if i got it from you you uh you better be glad i just didn't rub it on your forehead <laughs> <laughs> so so uh but you but um, just saying, Rump has not turned out of a rodeo since having ringworm. No. <laughs> I, I still went and worked at Texas Tech College Rodeo last weekend with a bad ringworm foot. Oh, you you did. I say, what, I mean, hell, if I got demoted from the pro scale down to the college ranks, <laughs> too, I, I, might, I might not have to. You know, if I was that hard up for money, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I did it. Work college rodeo, you know, to hey Hunter, hold my skills and test my new jokes out. That (laughs) man, I'm I might not let ringworm affect me either. I went to the college rodeo because I care about the youth of tomorrow, and even college kids need to giggle. Oh, so you're gonna bullshit? It paid good. Think you care about their feelings so much? (laughs) Um, speaking of feelings, um, I since you got to go in here a second, I just want to get serious for a minute. When you went around at the NFR. Is it cool if me and Hambone uh, accept the buckle on your behalf and then you won't even have to go to pick up the buckle? Or how are we going to do this? Are we all going on stage? Yeah. or Do I get to bring my kid? or Like, what are we doing as far as that goes? Well, I, I feel that, Rump, that not only are y'all invited, I mean. <laughs> yeah, because they got free beer well back there. You might as well bring all three kids, the triple stroller, <laughs> and let's make a production of it. Yes. Yes. They're not going to be there, but Rump and I will be. <laughs> yeah, we'll ride I mean, the stroller. <laughs> uh, that's actually I mean, part of your contract that you never signed. People can steal the microphone um, from from that lady uh, on stage in Las Vegas. I'm talking mean, about I, Corley. Are you talking about Randy Corley? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome on the stage at any time. okay (laughs) all right ladies and gentlemen your winner of the round tonight hunter cure represented by justin rumford and josh hilton rump chat the official endorsee official unofficial endorsee of rump chat and by the way we are extending this all we are extending an invitation all out to all multi-time multi uh uh, time world champions if you would like to be sponsored by rump chat and get absolutely nothing but airtime come on in give us a call thank you all right. Oh, public service announcement. You get no check, but you will get ridiculed. Yeah, we don't ridicule. But, but you get our you get our love and friendship too. Love and friendship. Well, you you sound rather busy and I don't know if you're on the side of the road or, or what you're doing. He's stopping to do push ups in if the you, dark. <laughs> loping a horse currently, but you know You're loping your horse? 
loping a horse. See, not oh, a horse. He, How did you yeah. do up there, by the way? I, I absolutely got my butt whooped all week long and did not win a dime. Boy, that makes it a nice drive yeah. back down. Man, handle that. Let's it? uh, let's try to oh, get man, that uh, figured out okay. because we spent like five hundred dollars in patches. Yeah, we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to have you have a better Las Vegas. Uh, than uh, that. Uh, better Las Vegas. Well, I appreciate the support, guys, but uh, I will go home and when I get done uh, crying on my pillow about the Canadian finals, I'll I'll see if I can't pull it together for Las Vegas. All right, All right. We're going to send Blake Miniman over to your house to teach you a few things. So, oh well, he's having that bulldog in school uh, like this weekend. I well, you might want to go. You might want to go I visit it. Um, I, I may go need to go get some pointers. Yeah, there probably would be bad. Well, All thanks, right. Hunter Care, our endorsee and friend. All right, brother. Take care. Drive safe. Have a good day, brother. Yep, bye. <laughs> I feel like a real butt for not knowing he was at the Canadian finals. How did, how did we not know that? All right. Well, that's Hunter Cure uh, with a really terrible audio call. That's a bulldogger call right there. Just you know? terrible audio. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it's... But, uh, you know, but... The Bulldoggers. And speaking of a Bulldogger call, um, a good friend of yours, uh, Drew Melvin, texted me the other day. You know, I've asked a few times for those of you who know J.R. Rump best to, you know, send me an Instagram or if you got my number, send me a text of some a good story that we'd like to tell. And he actually, he said something about to ask you about the proper disposal of a steer of oh, the tractor. Okay. I will tell this story. Can you give me that phone? Yes. Can you give me that? Um, I will tell you this story, but however, I, I want to pre-phase a few things um i i had an accident when i was in high school so we got a now if you get weak to the stomach or you're not the kind of person that can take a story that's kind of gross right now would be a good time to fast forward (laughs) but uh yeah drew loves the story so um we never really had tractors at the old Rumford ranch back in the day. We still to this day, we feed with teams and, and, uh, we never really had much use cause we didn't farm. Like we, we, uh, hired out our farming, whatever. And so my dad got a 40, 20 John Deere at this farm auction. Right. And we were all super pumped that we had a tractor. And, uh, I was uh, 18 years old at the time and skinny and, full of life and I had a full head of hair things were going pretty good so uh but back then we used to buy steer wrestling steers from Dan Fisher Fisher Cattle Company Andrews Texas I don't know if you guys remember the old Fisher uh you know all the Fisher still great steer ropers you know Vin Fisher Jr. and that whole group uh uh Dan Jr. there's like four Fishers uh oh no it's a Tom it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyhow, so we were buying steers. So my dad would buy all these steers from Dan Fisher, and then we'd bring them up, and, and we'd tip them and brand them. And then from then, we'd send steers to uh, Hank Franzen bought a set. Ike Sankey would buy sets. So we'd kind of take and go to South Texas and get these these fresh Corrini steers, dri- <clears throat> drive to Kansas, get them lined out, and then, then <coughs> excuse me, um, all right, man. I swallowed my gold buck a little too fast. But so we had all these steers. Well, you know how like in, there's an old saying, if you're going to have livestock, you're going to have dead stock. Like 
keeping it cat, happens. Cat, yeah. Keeping cat alive is a hard thing, and that's why farmers and ranchers don't get enough credit for how hard it is sometimes to keep animals alive. So Hashtag we, make a farmer famous. Yeah, and we got a great response. That's on great. That. Keep it coming. But so uh, we had this one steer out of this group that was kind of sick, and he was skinny, and so we doctored him nonstop, and I mean did every trick in the old book to try to keep this steer alive. You know what I'm saying? And after so much of this doctoring and, you know, we kept him in a stall and, and he just wouldn't get better, like would not get better. So my dad said, you know what, let's just, we're going to turn him out on grass. And, and, uh, if he, if he gets better, great. If not, you know, we, we've done all we can, you know, one of those things. So this steer, uh, he was in this pasture, but the, the, the tank, the water tank was right up at the house. So every morning, uh, these steers would come in to drink. Well, this steer would be the last one and he just looked terrible and he'd walk in to the, to get him a drink and then walk out so slow, but he, he wouldn't get better, but he wouldn't die. And this, this goes on for quite a while, you know, like he just, he just, was what he was, you know what I'm saying? So we have all our trucks loaded. We got the tack trailer loaded. This is back when Rumford Rodeo Day. So we were getting ready to go to uh, Kansas City to the Benjamin Ranch over oh, the 4th. Yeah. And we were going straight from there to Cushing, Oklahoma. So we had like a pretty good little hashtag summer run, you know. <laughs> so we were getting ready to do all that. And uh, we got everything loaded and we're getting ready to leave. And the steer walks up into this lot and looks us in the eye. And then lays down and dies. Just drops dead. Just done. So dad's like, oh, no. Well, we were ready to leave. You know, it's hot. And we had livestock on. So dad's like, well, you'll be back. And, and you can you can um, uh, take him to the place, mm-hmm. the CRP, where uh, cattle get to go to the big pasture in the sky where the grass is lush and deep and stir up high. And so I was like, yeah, I'll get him later. So this is July Abbeville, Kansas, 104, 105. <laughs> so we go to Kansas City, and I come home. Well, I forgot to haul him off. So I go another week. So about two and a half weeks go by that he's been laying in the lot. Um, oh, you got to be kidding yeah. me. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, he started to smell terrible. I'm like, I got to take care of this deal. So I got on our the our used 1969 40-20 John Deere. And back when I was in high school, I hot-rodded everything. Like, I was that kid that spun the tires at every corner. Like, on the dirt roads, mm. I would drift my Ford Ranger. Like, I would just go in fast. So, I get in this tractor, and I will over there to pull this steer out. And um, it doesn't have a clevis on the, the deal. So, I, I put this I put this just old team rope and rope around the, the steer's horns. And I tie the rope around the seat of the tractor. Like the bottom part, I don't know why. Oh. It just seemed like the thing to do. So I, puke. I would go flying through these lots and I turned the corner uh, to go out of the lot. Well, I didn't swing wide enough and the steer got wrapped around underneath the post when I turned. And um, no. he was kind of smelly and been dead for a while. And while I'm driving the, so he hangs in the gate. And I'm pull. I don't even look because I'm just driving this new tractor, and his head pops off when the rope comes so tight, and then it flies up <laughs> the back 
of the rope and hits me in the head. <laughs> and when it hits me in the head, my head goes down, slams into the John Deere emblem on the steering wheel. And when I do that, I flip over backwards and fall off the back of the tractor. It cooled me. Okay. A dead steer head cooled me. <laughs> that time, my grandma Lola pulls into the yard and the tractor, the John Deere tractor is lodged in the pipe fence, still in gear, gear going. Rah, rah, rah. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Well, I get up and I have got the perfect round John Deere logo. Like, in my forehead. In your head, yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And this is the day before like cell phones and whatever. I'm like, God. I was all embarrassed because I just got knocked out by a dead steer's head on a tractor. And my grandma was like, oh my goodness. You know, she was obviously concerned. So I called my sister and I wasn't going to tell anybody, but you know, you could see the John Deere bruise. Like you could see the word John Deere in my forehead. Aren't they just usually like plastic covered? Like there's not. There's a John Deere in, the, in a 1969 4020 John Deere. <laughs> there is a middle part with the John Deere emblem. Gotcha. And so I was like, oh, crap. You know, I'm like, this this is not a cool story. Like, I don't really need a lot of people to know. So I called my sister on a landline, and she was secretary in the steer open in Cushing. And they were in a redraw. And I told her what happened, and she was laughing so hard. But I said, just don't tell anybody. She goes, well, tell it one more time. So she takes the phone and puts it to the microphone at steer open slack. And I tell about 500 people how I got knocked out by a dead steer. Okay. <laughs> well, in the meantime, she doesn't tell me. Dumb she does not tell me that I was on, that she put me on the speakerphone. So I get to the rodeo and I'm trying to cover up my John Deere emblem on my hat, but it's swelled up pretty good. So I can't get my hat real down. And everybody there is just making fun of me and asking me how my new business of beef rendering is going and just <laughs> asking me about wrecking a tractor and just being horribly mean to the rump Aww. about a dead Poor steer. JR. You know what, though? Who hasn't almost been knocked out by a dead animal? Uh, <clears throat> I'd say everybody listening. I'll bet. Okay, listeners. I'll bet there's been at least one other person that's been severely injured by a dead animal. I bet at least one besides me. But the best part was no one would ever believe me. My grandma Lola pulled in like clockwork when that John Deere hit the fence. And there I am laying by the old, <laughs> just me and the old dead steer laying beside each other trying to, we we're both trying to figure out what's going on. So God, Oh, you can't make that up. No, no, you can't because only this, this stuff only happens to you. Mm. I, how, how does that, I don't. I just don't get it. How this stuff happens to you? How did you, did that? So the tractor apparently did not have a loader. It did have a loader. So why wouldn't you put the steer in the loader? It had a bell spike. Uh, so plus, you know, it, that I was eighteen. I wasn't thinking clear. Like, <clears throat> well, you don't think clear. Eighteen. Now. Well, you should have seen me when I was eighteen. When I was eighteen, <laughs> I was dumb as shit. Like uh, I was in, in uh, I got a lot of friends that listen to this and like Bobby Ehrlich, who was around me when I was 18, Dusty Spore, who was with me when I was 18. Like those guys all know how stupid Bob, Bob Ehrlich was probably as stupid as I was. Um, but, and Bob, I don't mean that Bob, bad, but he's calling you stupid. No, but I, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, 
you got to be a little bit stupid to be knocked out by a dead steer. Yeah. Not or drag, like, drag, or why not? Why not take that steer out two weeks before before he got I soft? I should have done that, but I don't know what I was thinking. I think I was just so busy, or maybe I had a date or something. No, you damn sure didn't have maybe, a date. I may have had a date. I, there, there's, there's something happened where I wasn't able to, but you know, if uh, if you were around me in high school, um, hit me up on Instagram about how stupid I was. Except yeah. for Bob, because he was greater than or equal to. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, take one more break. When yeah. we come back, we're going to talk about really corny commercials. And NFR fashion. Oh, that's right. Ooh, hey. Hey, y'all. This song, they were like, "Oh man, I want to fly like an eagle, man." <laughs> yeah. Do you know that uh, actually some eagles, um, one strain of eagles that was actually found in America in the late 1400s, were actually tested positive for marijuana use. <laughs> so, anywho, I made that up. <laughs> You're you are an <laughs> idiot. That's not even funny. Yeah, it's funny. Because no, it's, it's not. First of all, they didn't have that type of technology. You don't have the, you don't have the steady hand or the technology to make that happen. So, ha. You're right. Sorry. Super, Sorry. super bad drop. Sorry, Phil Nye, the science guy. <laughs> all right. So, uh, NFR coming up. The NFR. And um, we want to talk about really bad commercials. Oh, it's bad commercial time. So, it's like they don't... They just... They think that the the Western way of life is just okay. Case in point, so there's an ad on Facebook with Jimmy or uh, Jimmy Fallon is doing a show from uh, at UT Austin, University of Texas, but it's just a little thing of him putting a piece of straw in his mouth and a cowboy hat on his head. Yeah. First off, does he know anything about Austin, Texas? 
Yeah, it's not it. Keep Austin weird. Like Austin is the hippiest. Yeah, it's I'm, the Boulder, Colorado of Texas. I mean, we went to South by Southwest one time on Sixth Street in Austin. There wasn't a lot of farming going on in downtown Austin. But Texas. that's what I'm saying is so everybody in Texas has a cowboy hat and a and a twig of straw in their mouth. Yeah, that's it's so stereotypical. It pisses me off. That's because it is not that way. Oh, but you know, I don't. Obviously, think- we all know that the people listening to this know that because I mean they know that lifestyle. But I hate that because he's going to Texas. He's got to put a cowboy hat on his head and a piece of straw in his mouth. And you know, cowboy that, hat, whatever. I understand that. That's cool. Yeah. But the piece of straw, like we're that, they're just a bunch, you know, a bunch of hillbillies. Come uh, yeah. on, how are you all doing? Welcome to Texas. Come on in there. Don't be. Well, I mean, granted, <laughs> pet my barn cat. It's Jimmy Fallon, which I like Jimmy, but I that's love Jimmy Fallon, but he's yeah, stupid though. But like those commercials, like I want to hear like the person that puts these commercials. Like, okay, so what we're gonna do is. We're going to have this truck back in. Now you're going to have your shirt off and you're going to pick the bale of hay up over your shoulder. Have you seen that commercial where the dude throws a bale of hay? Like he doesn't grab the strings. He puts it on his back. Yeah. And it's always straw. It's straw. It's like, not even coastal alfalfa. When it's time to feed the livestock. Timothy, there's a way that you have to do it. You get up in the morning and it's showing this guy with no shirt on. It's like... How many ranchers or farmers do you know, or even cowboys, like, gosh dang, well, it's time to feed. Better get this shirt off. First <laughs> off, anybody who's loaded hay on a flatbed trailer, like alfalfa, in the middle of summer, doesn't matter. You're still wearing a long sleeve because yeah, you can you. get your arms ate up. And then, and the dude's always like, this is going to sound weird, but the dude loading the hay in the bad commercial is always ripped. Like, yeah, and that ain't the case. How many most tan times. slicked off, like six pack abs? The only guys loading hay that are in shape, or is when you get the high school football team, the local football team, yeah. to do it. Those are the only time you get the guys that are in shape. I can't, I can't even name any stock contractor. Now we or, have machinery to do it. But like, even at rodeos, when they go to feed the livestock, do you know any any rodeo company that has anybody with six pack abs loading hay for them? Well, no, I don't, because most of the guys that do big time hay, I mean, you know this, did machinery's loading it. But I'm talking because at it's rodeos. efficient. The rodeo's over. It's time to feed the livestock. Oh, what rodeo contract? No, you like- got no, because most of the guys got their shirts untucked, a beer in one hand, <laughs> and a knife, and they're cutting hay, making fun of each other. Or they're just pissed off and they're yelling at and each they're other. They're sweaty. They're sweaty and they're not happy and they want to get to the bar. Yeah, yeah. That's so, that's what it but is. But that okay. So when you're talking about bad commercials, my number okay. Loading hay, the truck loading commercial, um, would be my number one bad one. Number two would be the, uh, the side by side commercials for like Polaris or something. And it shows the oh. the two cowboys and they're wearing helmets, helmets while they're, while they're going to racing feed their gloves stock. and like elbow pads. These absolutely awful. They're representing ranchers, the same ranchers that haven't had a seatbelt in a feed truck for forty three years. <laughs> they cut that thing out. Like it, if they really had a real ad for that, the the side by side in the back of this side by side would be an old beer cooler. There'd be like a shitload of uh, wire, like a bunch of hay net wrapping from round bells that's got stuff caught in it, like pliers. There'd be like some uh, some grease 
for the tractor that's spilled. A rusty machete. One glove. A, a, a spade shovel. Yeah, and this thing's got four different tires on it from different times when you blown them out. <laughs> Can, I mean, like, the ranchers. Good morning, Ed. Hello, Jim. Well, put your helmet on. Let's go check our cows. <laughs> not, Those not, ranchers not, aren't not, using not protection. That sounded uh, yeah. bad. I well, bet. on their head. Yeah. Of <laughs> their body. Can we edit that part out? No. No, <laughs> that's too good. So, anyway, we're, that's uh, I like the one. <laughs> that they have um what commercial is that that has it's at pendleton and they have oh a it's guy a pendleton where, whiskey commercial come on i love pendleton whiskey but come on guys you're from pendleton you know there's no night purse yeah i see gotta that be in there during the day i've i've worked at rodeo five years in a row and so how the commercial goes for pendleton whiskey um it's a guy he's getting ready to ride bulls and he's sitting in a circle with all his friends and he's got like really he's pretty cleaned up and it's at night and they all start high-fiving and he gets on this bull in the spotlight at Pendleton and then it's not at the happy Canyon. No, not happy. This is in the arena. It's with the big at roundup arena. Yeah. at The big wood shoot. So it's let's, let's get this straight here because there are night shows, but that's at happy Canyon, not at roundup arena. And he gets off his bull and then he goes back behind the shoots and the high fives, everybody. Then like him and 10 other guys just sit, they're just sitting on the ground, just passing Pendleton around. I guess I, it, it's just it just doesn't happen. I wish that I could write a commercial that's real. Oh, I just thought of another one too. Uh, I don't know who it's for, and I know these these are great companies, and I want to say thank you to the companies for supporting rodeo. But yeah, I, and it's awesome. We love Pendleton. Pendleton whiskeys, but like the commercial, people, but it's like. We gotta call you out. Bullshit's bullshit. <laughs> when they're like, when you when it's time to practice, it's time to blah blah blah, and it shows like a practice pin scene. It's about dark and it's dusty, and it's showing this contestant getting ready to rope, and this contestant's wearing a nice hat, long sleeve shirt, jeans, boots, and a back number, a back <laughs> number in the practice pin. You know what I'm saying? And it's showing them practicing like. They should make a real video where you're like in a dirty white t-shirt with a pair of jeans with a hole in them, and and and, and your buddy out. You know, the only bullfighter is your buddy, the only guy who wore shoes. <laughs> and he doesn't have a vest on, but he does have a beer in his hand. No, he gonna, uh, when your buddy fights bulls with the practice pin, he's gonna find a vest. He might not get close, but he's gonna be wearing a vest. Like, <laughs> oh, those commercials just crack me up. And like, or the the there's I don't know which one it is. It's like a beer commercial, but. It's it's like it's guys night out, and it shows some guys and they all in a car, and it shows them like drinking beer, and then all of a sudden there's all these hot chicks, and like everybody's happy, and it doesn't, it's not realistic. It doesn't show like somebody getting kicked out of the bar for drinking too much, or <laughs> your fat buddy that dislocated his shoulder on the bucking machine, or you know, like unrealistic. And they show those commercials over and over. And over. How about the one? What, uh, what's the one? The new? It's a new one. It has a car running a barrel pattern, and the barrels they use are like old, beat up, bent up trash cans that no barrel racer would ever run at. Yeah, for safety reasons. Yeah, 
And I actually, I actually kind of like that commercial. You do, yeah. Because how cool would that be to have a brand new car yeah, and but, just hot yeah, but, rod the but crap? But why wouldn't you have Sherry Servey or uh, what's her name, Haley Kinzel, or or That's uh, true. for the uh, uh, oh god, any number of the professional, high class, highly talented women run that in that commercial? Emily Miller is some. High, some barrel racer with a high-headed horse that's running off. I mean, get legit people. Don't get these people who... I'm sorry. I don't know the person who did it, but yeah. you're not Sherry Servey. Yeah. So if you're going to spend the money, and it, it's like Toyota or something, or Hyundai or well, something. And like I've Why worked, not? Wouldn't you get the greatest in the world? Because they don't... You know, okay, look at all the professional, other professional sports. They're not going to... You know, when they do football, they got Peyton Manning... Tom Brady, Drew Brees, whatever, go down the line, right? Am I right, or am I yeah. just spitting shit here? Well, I think that, I think that advertising companies don't realize because the person who's planning it. Going back to your point, the person who's planning it is wearing skinny jeans, mm-hmm. tall, and- tall black boots, laced up, the jeans tucked inside of them, a red and black flannel shirt with his hair slicked back. Well, just because he's wearing boots. That means, oh, he's dressing Western. And no offense to that. That's fine. You can dress like that. But go and consult a real yeah. Western lifestyle person to tell you, nope, that's stupid. That's not the way it is at all. Do you remember at Hell Dorado Days in Vegas when they were doing that thing and about the Rodeo Clown movie? Oh, my God. And when well, they came to Boyd and they wanted Boyd to come in <laughs> an hour and a half after the show to announce. Yeah. Yeah, that and, was a hilarious. But it, those kind of those kind of people, and God bless them, they don't know. And and I understand that because like when I was talking about NASCAR, I don't know about NASCAR. I'm and so I'm sure that probably NASCAR people think I'm stupid. But the thing well, is, you wouldn't go when I a did, NASCAR commercial, would you? No, but exactly. when I, when I did that, and I've done a lot for TV stuff. Um, when they were coming to film me for the Holiday Inn commercial that I did, you remember mm-hmm. that? Um. They're like, okay, so we're thinking um, we want to have you like on a on a bale of hay, like putting your face what paint is on. Hay. They're like, and we, what you is know, it? we want your hat hanging on the fence, and you just be on this bale of hay, you know. And I'm like, I would never uh, get ready on a bale of hay like an hour before the, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm not gonna be there or You're like we they need said, to get in my camper, and I need to have a. Uh, gold buckle beside me and a beer and a uh, uh <laughs> yeah when it's the 4th of July I'm not going to be like man it's 102 out let's get the makeup out and go sit on the bale of hay but that's what they did on on that deal the the company that produced it they were super nice they just didn't know they're like we just want to catch you being you I'm like okay so I showed up and I got a t-shirt and shorts on everybody who knows me knows how I roll like I got my my real screen on. video a pair of uh shorts that you wear in the arena yeah my clown shorts and, and your clown shorts and your really shitty smelly shoes yeah with a bullfighters only hat yeah and they're like um yeah is that what you're gonna wear i'm like yeah why they're like well do you have like could you wear like long sleeve shirt and like jeans and do you have boots with those things the pokers i'm like spurs <laughs> she's like yeah i'm like well yeah but i'm not going to wear those the day of her. <laughs> like, I'm not waking up in the morning and it, the Cody stampede at nine o'clock and putting on a Western outfit so I can nine o'clock, nine fifteen. <laughs> and 
But yeah, we get it. I think it's, everybody in the Western industry knows those commercials are. I just want to go to Hollywood, whatever, and be like, please, please consult somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, because it you are so far off. Yeah, oh, gosh. Or the the building fence commercials, where it's like a son and his father, and they're working on fence, and like they stop and have a moment. <laughs> Anybody that's built fence with your family knows <laughs> that's the quickest way to never talk to somebody ever again. <laughs> Two things you should never do with your family: build fence or work cattle. Okay, <laughs> because. If you build fence or work cattle with your family, odds are you've called them a, a naughty name. Like, nothing good happens. <laughs> Not to their face. You may turn away from them, give have, them the cussing of their lifetime. If you've ever worked cattle with, like, anyone, you know how stressful it is. And then you let one buy or one runs you over and you don't get the gate shut. They're not like, oh, well, shucks. Oh, well, I'm sure it wasn't your fault. We'll try it again. It's like... Bye, bye, and he goes in, and then they're like, "What you do? <laughs> what in the hell is wrong?" Like, you know, <laughs> or or I like there was a uh, you will a get good stabbed. Meme. There's a good meme of a guy uh, on horseback in an alley with just an alley full of all black cattle, and he goes, uh, "That that moment when your dad says, bring the black one in the middle.'" Oh, <laughs> and you're like, what? Do you know, the more that we talk about this, the more I think probably it's good that they don't represent the Western life. Because <laughs> you could have a commercial where it's like, it's six o'clock in the morning, Saturday. A lot of people don't have work, but you live on a ranch. You get your 16-year-old up out of bed and he's pissed off at you. You go out there to work cattle and one runs by and almost runs over your mom and she cusses you and you cuss her. She throws the hot shot at your father and like, you know, <laughs> and storms off to the house. Then the truck driver's not there when it's time to ship. <laughs> you know? Like, actually, I want to retract <laughs> everything I've said. Thank you for those commercials. Yes. <laughs> the commercials are great. But anyways, they're, they're, I mean, yes, they're there you have the Western way, the Western lifestyle in them, which is awesome. But... We just, it's just, again, it goes back. That's why people think, like Jimmy Fallon, that you come to Texas and we're going to put a straw hat on your head and a piece of straw in your mouth. Welcome to Texas. Get your barbecue. Yeah, my God. We get, heat yeah, we don't got indoor plumbing down here. Yeah. Come on. Please, okay. are you kidding me? So, thing number two All right. on NFR time. NFR time. Move on. I'm not the, the guy, but NFR fashion has really been wild the last few years. Oh, my God. NFR fashion is where um, the ladies of rodeo, whether they be contestant wives or contract personnel, during the NFR, it's like everybody loses their mind on what to wear. Now, here's an example. A NFR lady could show up with uh, a pair of jeans. One pant leg is cut off Daisy Duke style. <laughs> One pant leg goes clear to the floor. On one foot, she has on a boot. On the other foot, she has a stiletto. Um, she has a belt made of red bandanas. She could have a uh, white T-shirt cut off with her boobs hanging out because everybody's got to get your boobs out at the finals. <laughs> get your and the boobs t- out. The T-shirt says something like, out here in the West, and it has a cactus on it. 
It's got to have a cactus. And then you have on a like a Brett Michaels inspired bandana with a pair of sunglasses the size of a frying pan. Or you get the one with the like black and white stripe bell bottoms that come up over, you know, almost to their mid, you know, over their yeah. belly button. 1960s like high bush style. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, we can say that. It's it's fine. What? That's what it is. That that's not that's not me being gross. That's that's literally what it is. It's I I think I read that. <laughs> we got to cut that out. No, we don't. Anyhow, go ahead. So, anyway, so it's up, you know, over their belly button. And then there is, you know, the shirt that says, you know, it has like, um, you know, the, the the Johnny Cash where he's flipping oh, off yeah. the camera, you know. And then there's the the belt that's hanging off. It's really not even holding anything up. It's just a it's an accessory. Trust me, my wife. Is a buyer. At Why moment. did you just turn and look to where your wife? Because is Because I don't. I hope she's not listening right now. <laughs> Actually, I hope she does because she she and she knows my wife. Anybody who knows my wife is very very fashionable. Yeah, she is a buyer merchandiser at the Maverick Fine Western Wear in Fort Worth, Texas. That is a very high end western uh wear store you know it's uh it's pretty badass and it's really expensive what it's all worth it it's high-end stuff well, right yeah. so you go in there to dress above and beyond western. so it's not you know anyway that's a whole another thing so she knows so i know fashion i know i know fashion i know trick riding but do you agree that during the finals like ladies oh that's let me finish so yeah that's, no. there's the belt that just hangs off to the side and then there is the uh, the purse that was made from back numbers, or back numbers, and Copenhagen boots. cans, and um, yeah, uh, and then and then the hat. Oh. It has been the last three years have been the years of the hat. The hat has come back for a long time. It was the bandana, and please, dear God, speaking of things put on head, quit putting flowers on babies' heads. Quit putting bandana flowers on babies' heads, please, for the love of God. You are ruining their spine by putting a gigantic flower on this poor little kid's head. Stop it! Sorry. Well, Did if, you do it? Uh, no, shit no. Did you do it? Did no. you put a bandana flower head? No, we didn't do the bandana flower heads, no. It had its moment, it's gone, it's yeah. past, quit doing it. Yeah. Anywho. So yeah, the, the year of the, it's it's been the hat. So now it's all like the Charlie Two Tall hats, or, uh, <laughs> the one horse, whatever. Yeah, or it's American. Like a, you know, which are great. There's there's a lot of cool like hats. A purple it's hat. Like, it's like how abstract can we get this hat, and what can we put on this hat? You know, it's like I've got four pheasant feathers, a uh, turkey buzzer feather, and a. Uh, horseshoe. Well, and I think that when they put the red carpet out for like the back number, like ceremony, a real horseshoe, like a little iron horseshoe. Yeah. So when they put out the red carpet at the back number ceremony, oh, that's where it is on the like sh- these rodeo wives. They're very they're they're awesome ladies, but you never see them without their shirt on until the red carpet, and then it's like step one get wait, your boobs wait, hold on you get your boobs. you never see them without their shirt on no. so that, are they topless all year no you never 
until the finals. What I'm saying is so like they topless they, until the finals. No, what I'm saying is like at most rodeos they're warming up horses or they're wearing sweatshirts okay. and so, cleaning stalls. So they have shirts on. I just want to get things clear. They do have shirts on, but okay. like at right. the finals, okay. they're Go like Go ahead. But they're wearing the smallest, <laughs> like just there's there's some rodeo wives that if if they if their skirts get any shorter. They're going to have to have their vaginas surgically hired so they don't show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like the outfits. I do. Are, and, and I do. I'm not against them. I'm like, yeah, do whatever you want. And But that's the great thing about being a guy. In the history of the NFR, what have guys worn? Jeans, nice shirts, belts, you know. A sports jacket. You never see, like, two guys be like, hey, you go to the finals this year? Yeah. Well, I'm going to wear my purple jeans with... Well, actually, now that I think back, there's one guy that would do that. Who? who? That wore purple jeans. And who wore purple jeans? And a purple hat. Shane Proctor. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Shane? Shane. He did. Shane. <laughs> Shane. Yeah, but, you know, he so, pulled it hey, off. Hey, hey, uh, the, Sid Steiner wore stonewashed, uh, like tie-dyed. Yeah. Not really tie-dyed, but kind of. But you know what? Sid Steiner is so... Freaking badass! But he can do whatever the he hell he wants. He could pull that off. He looked cool. Like Sid Center ripped his shirt off and flexed when he won the round yeah, and won the world. But what so, I'm saying is, some people can pull off that look. You know what? We and this is not. We're not making fun. Well, I'm, I'm not making fun. I'm just saying we're you got to admit. No matter what, if you are a pretty rodeo, ab- it's pretty abstract. You have to admit it's who can get the most abstract outside of looking in. It is. It yeah. is what. Can I wear? It's like, oh, what can I wear that's going to go make everybody go, holy crap? Yes, you know, it's like now, this. I, this Latigo was off Casey Tibbs's Bronx saddle, and I am going to fashion it into a headband, and then it's going to wrap down around my belt. Yeah, and then I'm going to actually wear Elvis's suit, and and I'm going to put a flat billed cowboy hat on. And turn it to its side, and put black lipstick on, yeah, and blue eyeshadow. And I got some mud from the arena in Cheyenne, and I p- drew a peace sign with my finger on the back of this hat. Instagram, and well, I'm definitely not knocking it, but we like are. we said, no, I'm not. We're not, I'm not making fun of it. I'm not, I, it, it, it. It's getting it's it, it, every anyway, year. It's like pretty crazy. It's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. So, this year, I don't know what you got going on that night, but I want to go film. I want to dress up, put my wig on and sunglasses, and just sit back by the red carpet and just snapshot the most crazy red carpet Let's go. dressers. So Let's go. Let's if go. If you are getting ready for the finals, remember a couple things. In conclusion. Hey, hold on. Uh, oh, the greatest fashion ever. At the NFR, was the uh, uh, Tanner and Straws Milan? Yes, yeah, Tanner and Straws. I'd watch a they, talk that guy. He beat up a piano once. They wore the orange and blue oh, pastel no, Dumb and Dumber from Dumb and Dumber one night, and I ran him in the concourse, and it was the greatest rodeo fashion ever. That that's pretty cool. It was awesome, you know. But so anyway, match that, ladies. We're not we're not making fun. Challenge thrown down we're not making fun um we're just pointing out that 
It's crazy. NFR commercials that are halfway silly are coming. Uh, and NFR crazy outfits. Crazy outfits. Are coming. So Well, it's probably because we can't ever pull anything off besides baggy stuff. Hmm. Most because my stuff ain't baggy. Hey, oh. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody wants to see us in a uh, T-shirt with Willie Nelson on it tight in... <laughs> You know, my thong showing <laughs> you're actually your thong was showing. I walked behind you a little bit. Ago. I don't have it on. It's in the yeah, camper. Your tea, your my tea, my tea banger is not with it. It's in the camper. It's in my bag. I was, I was wanting to wear it when I went to Cow Palace. I was going to wear my thong at Reno's house as a joke, but I ended up getting really sick. So the thong is clean. It's ready for the fire. Hey, are you, uh, are you doing a, a uh, speaking of, Reno Cotton's deal. Yeah, I'm going to speak at the Gold Buckle Gala in between, which is honoring Cotton Rosser, very much earned yep. and deserved. Earned. Uh, Bob Tallman and Bob Feist are. I can't wait. We're gonna go. We're sitting. They're gonna talk. A we're lot. sitting at the uh, Boyd Gaming table. So I'll be I'll be speaking just for a few minutes. A little comedy like we do with the Flying U. We don't just have one thing. We have a lot. So exactly. Gonna be cool. I'm gonna and- wear. Cool outfit. Hey. Uh, I hope you do. I hope you wear like a skunk hanging off your <laughs> American flag thong. So, uh, again, um, don't forget, everybody. Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Rump Chat League. Rump Chat League coming to you. ProFantasyRodeo.com. Entries are open. It. Entries are open November 5th. 5th. So, so they're open. Yeah. Well, this is by the time this comes on. By the time this is open. Pro Fantasy Rodeo, get a team, check on Rump Chat so, Rodeo yeah, League. Enter that up and enter Rump Chat League. We have uh all um, some great a great prize package. Check it out. Um go to um you know you need a place to stay? Boy Gaming. Yep. Check it out, Boy Gaming, uh backslash events. Uh Rump's Rodeo Party every night. He's yep. got a really great watch party there at the uh saloon and then there's the uh rump sh- uh after party buck and bash every yeah, night buck and bash every night um free beer tomorrow um uh, free beer tomorrow that's free beer <laughs> just kidding it's <laughs> not free it. it's free beer if you purchase it yeah yeah so anyway it's uh, a lot of good stuff so we um you know we want to thank everybody for listening to once again a great show. Thanks everybody from Rump Chat. Oh, yeah. The well, whole team. The whole team says thank you, which is me and Hambone. We are going to have a big time next week on Rump Chat. Get your outfits ready. It's NFR time. Thanks everybody. Time to vote. Strike a pose. <laughs>